This podcast is intended for adults only. If you're under the age of 18, please go elsewhere. Welcome to another Massacasts. I actually have two episodes for you this week. Um, in a couple days, going to be releasing a conversation with a Switch friend of mine, uh, in which I learned a lot, a lot of stuff, and uh, it was a great conversation. So again, that'll be in a couple days. Today, going to be doing something a little differently. Normally talk to people about uh, their experiences and uh, what gets them off, but today, talking about an event, Kink for All, which uh, you can find the link on the website, massacast.com. Uh, kink for All is very different from most uh, kink events, and uh, you'll find out why here in just a little bit. Talking with May May, who has more URLs than Google. He has uh, mailsubmissionart.com. He has uh, uh, maybemaimed.com. He also has uh, uh, a podcast that he was doing that he hopes to start up again. So uh, I'll have all the links on the website. But uh, again, Great, uh, great event, and I wanted to talk with Maymay uh, about this and kind of get the word out because it's unlike any other kink event out there. So, sat down with uh, Maymay in Central Park just a couple weeks ago, and uh, enjoy. One of my biggest agendas, I should say, is is supporting and promoting this thing called Kink for All, which is an, which is a, a sexuality unconference. Um, unconferences are basically like a conference. Um, you know, in the academic word that I mean, conference. I mean, you know, you have a bunch of people and they all talk about a specific topic. Um, but it's not focused on any particular. Uh, group of people rather than having a conference specifically for BDSM people or run by BDSM people that we then want to like include queer people in for example this is just you this is a this is a, this is a an event that the participants themselves make what they want it to be um, the first one was in New York City on March 8th it was um surprisingly successful I say surprisingly because it was more successful than I thought it would be it was and awesome, yeah. I was surprised and yeah and you you helped out a lot I was really glad to see that you were there but the, the format itself is very much unlike a regular conference in a regular conference you have um, you know you put out a call for papers this is step number one and then people respond to your call for papers with uh, proposals for things that they would like to speak about right. and this goes back to our reputation and how much I don't like reputation in the scene um, because the people who get presentations approved are the people with reputation. Right. Now, this is a self-defeating cycle, especially when you're talking about inviting new people to come to events because you always end up getting the same people who've done the same thing. I've been in the scene for almost seven years now. I think I've seen the repertoire of most presenters more than once, right. more often than I'd care to admit. That's not to say they're not good. I've just seen it all. <laughs> more to the point... The scene needs new people. Um, the, and, and whether we like it or not, we're going to get them in many different ways. One way is via the internet, as we, as we were saying. One way is via the, the fact that groups are now pub, are, are accessible to the public as opposed to being these, these, these locked doors. Um, and if, if new people consistently come in and see these same presentations and don't have an avenue to participate... And I use that word very deliberately because King for All has, uh, we, we don't use the word volunteer quite as much. Um, we use the word, everyone who comes to King for All, one of the other things about it, if you come to an event, you have to help. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no there, it's completely free, so you don't pay any, any money. You, you're welcome to donate if, if you so desire, and there's, there's ways to do that electronically. Um, and all of the finances that are behind King for All events are completely transparent to the public. We actually publish, um, we don't, it's, it, it, we actually budget what the event uh, uh, costs are 
live online to like available to the world. So we have a, um, a very, very transparent model. This makes it very easy for people to, again, not volunteer to help out, but to actually participate in making the event. Because rather than have um, volunteer, uh, uh, rather than have uh, rather than volunteering and not getting to take to, to spend your time at an event because many of these events are very expensive you go to you go to um, you know even even flo- the floating world which is which was one of the conferences that I had the most fun at it was it was fantastic it was a stretch for me to to go it would have been a stretch for me to go there if I hadn't been a presenter because as a presenter I got in for free right. it would have cost me $110 or $120 with the discount to go I don't have that money. Many right. young people don't have that money. And um, again, if you want to talk about making things accessible to young people specifically, you have socioeconomic barriers in the scene. The scene's an expensive place. You've got, you, especially if you're a top, you're expected to have toys and you've got to buy them. Or you know, if, if you're lucky, you're handy and can make them. But it's very hard to even justify going out to a test meeting that's four that's $8 for non-members and $4 for members but of course then you need to get a membership and then you don't really know if you're going to use it and membership's like 50 bucks and yeah. you know it's very hard to justify going out here without having any idea of what you're going to get um, rightfully so so King for All is completely free and the way we do that is by having everyone who participates contribute to the event in some way so either right. you're, you're you're signing up for a presentation yourself and we don't have this this model of you know you you, you have a a, a, um, a proposal you don't have to submit a proposal you just come you write your name on a sticky note you put the sticky note on an open schedule uh, open presentation slot on the schedule grid and then when that time when that you know when, when the hand strikes 12 whenever whenever you're, you sign up for your presentation you just do it um and of course, in order to get a presentation slot, you come early. Now, if you come early, it means you can help set up by engaging people and actually running the event itself. We don't like to have we, so we don't we don't make the separation between volunteers and people who attend. Everyone who attends is a participant. I, I loved I loved the time limit on presentations. That yes. was so because sometimes you'll see a presentation and it, it's clear they're just trying to fill time. And other right. time, well, there's a long time to fill. I mean, some presentations like an hour and a half. Right. Some meet, some groups have have an hour and a half schedule for for a presentation. And right. this is this is great for having like in depth discussions. And if you have if you have an hour and a half worth of material, you need an hour and a half worth of time to get through it. But more often than not, the hour and a half time that 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 in depth material is only really an hour and a half's worth of interesting for people who are really into the material, yes, yes. which is very rarely everybody in the room. And so the other distinction that King for All made was we run three presentations in an hour, which limits each presentation to 20 minutes. So presenters really needed to focus on what they wanted to say, to say it quickly, and to say it in a way that was engaging to the people who were there very successfully you just get the you you, you, get, you get just the right. bare bones and you get them you get the meat you cut out all the crap yeah that you typically get when you when you have the opportunity to have crap right because here you don't have that opportunity if all you if if, if your presentation is crap then it's fine it's crap for 20 minutes like that's what i said <laughs> in my presentation i was like you know i want to introduce this format i was saying okay look if i suck i suck for 20 minutes and even beyond that, there are two other presentations running right now that you're welcome and I encourage you to go to if you think mine is crap. And this, again, is talking about building options and building spaces for people where we mix things together as opposed to getting this en masse of the same. 
when someone I find when someone does have that 20 minute time constraint if someone who normally would have talked for an hour and a half does do it in 20 minutes you're going to get so much information you know especially since most people at a kink event are at least going to have a little bit of knowledge uh, of what their kink is at right. least and I should, I should also clarify that, that, that kink for all does have kink in the name uh, the website is kinkforall.org but it's not specifically necessarily kink sex focused right. we use the word kink because the other option was sex for all and we really wanted to have a non-mainstream connotation which for many non-BDSM people the word kink does for BDSM people the word kink means BDSM um, but for many people who are not in the sexuality communities and again this, this event is very much geared towards trying to bring people who are not part of a sexuality community today to become part of one um, we needed the word kink to have that non-mainstream connotation. And it's expanding to different... You're, you got one in Boston now, possibly? Well, Washington, D.C. looks to be like the next one that, that is going to happen. Um, th- this event happens only out of the initiative of people who are in local places. Um, this, is, this is not a situation where you have you know, nationally acclaimed people traveling to get there. This is local people doing things locally. Or anyone who wants to come is welcome to join, but, you know... The idea is that it's because it's so low overhead, we raised over $1,000 without even trying, and mm-hmm. we didn't even have to spend half of it to put on the event. We only paid for venue. We have enough money again to run King for All New York City too, cool. which have, is actually one that's, that's been, that's, that, that, that many people are, like, you know, are asking about wanting to do. And so I keep telling people, you can't ask me about doing it because it's up to us collectively to do it. Right. If you want to see it happen, do, do it. it. <laughs> um, originally, we thought the event would have 40-odd people uh, at some points during the day, we we had we had a it was estimated by some folks that we had over 200. Nice. We don't actually know what the number is, so I like to say we had definitely over 100. Um, and we don't know what the number is because there's no registration. You can walk in, walk out whenever you want. You can come early, you can come late, you can you can it, it, you know it's up to you to do what you want to do. But nothing will get done if you don't do it. I've never at the end of a day seen rooms get cleaned so fast. Never. That's awesome. Yeah, it, I was it was great. It's definitely an open source kink event you know that or it's an open source event it's yeah. you know it definitely has that feel of um everyone's there for one purpose in a sentence i would say kink for all is like web 2.0 mashup sexuality community style <laughs> um and you know this this, this you got to you kind of get you got to get an image of it from that but um many things about what have come out of kink for all actually are also very uh the, the very open sourcey as well uh, in, in terms of people are, people are now excited about the fact that we have audio recording I mean, we have audio we have 45 presentations that day that we ran um, and just under about half of them have audio or video recording of them um, which I've never seen sexuality conferences do despite the fact that they have the membership the money and the venues that we didn't have well, the, the the idea behind those two is that I don't think they want them to be online because why right. would people go if they could if they could get it for free, right? So I think that the, their idea too is that I think they want to right. keep it closed, right? But, well, and this is this comes back to back to the porn industry's formula. You know, when, when when your agenda is to make a buck, you do things differently. Now it's ironic to me because my agenda is very much not to make a buck. I mean, I I sell kink for all T-shirts on on a on a on a store like a store. You can buy a kink for all T-shirt. Um, it's I think. $14 for like a white shirt with, with, with a large blue flame logo and I've made it very explicit on the store these are no markup prices like these this is the price you pay for the shirt and for shipping and I don't have profit off of this right. and when I told people about that they were like oh it's okay though you can't have profit I'm like that's not the point 
I could have profit on it, sure. If I if if that was if if my goal was to monetize this and to turn this into a business for myself, but like, I'm I'm not I'm not against people making money off of sex sex work or sexuality communities or sex events. That's great. There's a huge industry around doing that. In fact, right now the only industry, the only events and conferences that you can go to is business minded. Right. They, they want to make money. That changes the event to such a degree where you have the same feel, the same the same things happening. You had a great post about King Frog, and what you said was, um, you're probably going to see presentations that you may not see at other events. That's the point. <laughs> and I would say, I, I en- uh, as a whole, I think I enjoyed the presentations more. Again, I'm coming from a different point of view because... Uh, I'm not a dominant, so I don't, when I, if I go to a rope presentation, I like watching it, but I'm not going to learn anything specific, you know, right. or, or any presentation, uh, any most mainstream presentations. If I go to them, I'm not, I'm not going to because there's very little they're going to teach me. It's not like I'm going to learn how to throw a whip or something right. like that, or, or I want to. But the 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 nice thing about it is, yes, there were so many presentations there you wouldn't normally see, and I'm hoping King Crawl does change some of the more some of the more business-oriented ones, because I think that they'd be very well served if they had a room that was just for anyone who wanted to show up and do a presentation. Yeah. You're talking about if, if, if the fact that King Frog is becoming something that people are, are, are excited about, that other organized conferences, um, other larger uh, business-oriented, like pro- for-profit groups, start to, to, to decide to include some of, the, some of the ways in which we do things in right. their own process. Yeah, I think that would be great too. I think what you what you said though about like you know you're not going to want to learn bondage. I, I I'm I'm a rope slut. Like I love getting tied up. Mm-hmm. I know how to do some bondage because I like I, I mean I like the technical aspects of things. But one of the other reason that the presentations were 20 minutes is to discourage people from doing technical things. Mm-hmm. 20 minutes is not enough time to run a rope bondage workshop. It's not enough time to do a tantric meditation. It's not enough time to do a piercing demo, more likely than not. It's barely enough time to talk about a rope bondage workshop. I mean, you don't have a lot of time, especially when what you when, when those 20 minutes include things like getting people to sit down in your in your room and to start, you know, and to, and, and to, to, to start an actual discussion about it. So it was very much focused against, it was, it was, the 20-minute time limit is biased against having demos because demos are often very boring yeah. for people who are not in the demo. Well, th- this, this is one thing. Is like uh, like Dove did, did a rope presentation, right? It wasn't, wasn't a presentation. Normally, Dove does rope presentations, and they're great. I mean, they're, they're one of the few... He's one of the few presenters I can watch and actually enjoy. What he did is he showed up and says, all right, what do you want to see? And I'll show you. And people just say, oh, I want to see this. And right, so he right, did. Right. I, I really I thought it was very refreshing and, and really, I, I thought it was really cool. Because, again, I like seeing Dove's normal presentations, but seeing this, something different. This did force him to change right. the way he normally did it. And maybe he did some ties that he wouldn't normally see because he was under this time constraint. And also he just said, all right, what does everyone want to see? And, and the format encouraged him to do that. Yes. And so that's great. We also had a huge amount of very academic presentations at King Frog that you don't that you don't necessarily see in in, the, in these groups, and I think that's a shame. Um, Emily Rutherford had a great uh, presentation. She started us off actually with a with a with a with a presentation called um, "The Politicization of the Closet," mm-hmm. which is um, you know a, a basically an exploration and a discussion around what it means politically to be out or not to be out. And these are these are things that that I think that our 
especially the BDSM community. Other communities are are, are, are a little bit better about talking about communication itself and to talk, talking about you know the culture around where we are. But the BDSM community is so focused on these like extreme sport style skill sets <laughs> that we forget often that you know that's not necessarily the most important thing for people at in any stage of their lives but especially not for people who need to know more about you know the world in which we live in to come out to our world right um and so we had a lot of a lot of presentations about we had a very gender mixed group too um we we had we had many women uh many dominant women actually i I met several who i didn't even know before i was like this is awesome this is totally what i wanted to have happen (laughs) but um even beyond that, we had um, uh, uh, there were several blog posts that I saw about it um, from I think uh, Jack from WritingDirty.com wrote up and he said, you know, I went to this event and I and it, it felt real like I felt really queer to me like I felt like I was in a queer space. And uh, Sinclair of uh, SugarButch.net wrote about it and she said, you know, I, I really I felt like it was it was very straight dominated. And I was like, well, I'm glad that you both felt slightly uncomfortable there because what that meant is we actually had a great mix right. of both, you know, queer people and not BDSM people and BDSM people as well. And that kind of mixing of spaces I think is far more valuable than any single organization could ever hope to become. If you miss Kink for All actually, you can go to um, uh, you can Google on the internet KFA NYC and you get numerous uh not only blog posts but also videos there's a Flickr pool for it so you can get you know a photo you can see photographs from what the event looked like twitter um, posts of it their twitter posts yeah. the twitter hashtag is hashtag #kfanyc um uh kink for all on twitter is twitter.com/kinkforall and again it's very much this kind of you know it's out there and it's not centralized there's right. there's no autonomous there's no um there's no you know centralized authoritative repository of stuff about King for All. the videos are on youtube and, and vimeo the blog posts are on wordpress and blogspot and you know people put their, their presentation slides on their own blog posts and yet with the infrastructure that we have that is the internet we have the ability to make uh, this 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 blog network this this resource network right just by virtue of using free 100% open you know uh, 100% free tools. Uh, I, I, I just, I guess, I want to plug just the you know kinkforall.org website again. That's k-i-n-k-f-o-r-a-l-l.org. Um, and again, a Google search on this stuff, King for All, will we'll, we'll find you loads of information. Um, my own blog, I write about King for All now quite a bit. Um, uh, is uh, is maybe maimed m a y b e m a i m e d dot com. And uh, I, I would encourage you to read, read, read specifically a post called Kink for All and the Evolution of Sexuality Communities. Um, if you're interested in any of this, if any of this rings, rings, rings true to you in any way, um, you can join the public mailing list where all the organizational efforts are, are, are happening. Yeah. Well, thank you for giving me the, the opportunity to, you know, to be a mouthpiece, to have, to have a mouthpiece here. However, next time, and promise me there's going to be a next time, we have to talk about you, your kinks, okay. and all that stuff, because I right. have a lot of chastity questions I have. Okay, well, I should also probably mention, I used to do a podcast myself. Um, I, I stopped recently. I'd like to do one again soon. I, I was picking your brain about this earlier. If you go to kinkontap.com, um, you'll, get to, uh, you'll, you'll get a list of all the episodes that I did on my last podcast. Mm-hmm. And one, two, of these ep- two of these episodes were actually very focused on uh, male orgasm denial and chastity play. Right. So I would encourage you to check that out And well. one of my favorites is your interview with Bitchy Jones, too. That was really good. Vicky Jones was a good yeah, interview as well. Good. Yeah. No, but I'd love to love to talk to you about that another time. There will definitely be another time if you'll have me. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Cool. Thank you. 
Thank you again to Maymay for sitting down and shooting the shit for a little while. You can find all the links that Maymay talked about uh, on the website massacast.com. So, a couple days, going to have another regular episode, one in which uh, talk to someone about her kinks and uh, what it's like being a switch. Until then, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye.